What's going on, everybody? Tonight, we're going to have a, a discussion that uh, could be a tough one. It's going to be real. It could be get emotional, but we're going to talk about something that needs to be talked about. It's time to put our big girl panties on and have a, dis a frank discussion on what's going on in this world. So, guys, stand up, hook up, shuffle to the door. Let's roll. You're a triumvirate with the highest level of respect, for we have earned our place in Marines, and we'll accept nothing less than that from you. This is my rifle. There are many like it, but this one is mine. My rifle is my best friend. It is my life. I must master it as I must master my life. Without me, my rifle is useless. Without my rifle, I am useless. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to the Jarhead Podcast Live. This is Season 2, powered by our good friends over at Hyperion Munitions. Hyperion Munitions, before we get going, Hyperion Munitions is a veteran-owned and operated uh, manufacturing company down in Florida. They they put out uh, veteran ammo, but underneath the umbrella, they also have Garrisar Arms, Ariskany Arms, uh, Operator Coffee, and a bunch of great products and companies. And we're going to talk a little bit about those here in a little bit. But uh, like I said, we are live tonight, Jarhead Podcast live to have a serious conversation, and I hope everybody enjoys this conversation. Uh, I hope it helps somebody. More importantly, maybe we can get some ideas on how to go further in the future and help uh, guys and gals that need the help. Uh, once again, this is powered by Hyperion Munitions. We are streaming live to over 150 countries worldwide. If you're out there in the live chat, Go ahead and say something. We don't know that you're out there unless you do. If you want to call or text into the show, yes, you can call or text into the show. Utilize the Ghost Tactical Hotline, 530-364-4678. Uh, Once again, 530-364-4678 is the Ghost Tactical Hotline. This is where I typically talk about the Veteran Crisis Hotline, and we're going to get into this here in a little bit. So I'm really not going to promote that right now, and you'll understand why. What I will say is if you're a veteran, really anybody, but especially if you're a veteran out there and you're in that hole, you're in the darkness, and you're looking for that light, call me, text me, email me 24-7. I cannot get you medical advice, but I can probably be a pretty decent ear, and I can probably get you towards the medical attention that, that, that can help you. More importantly, I can just be an ear to listen to what you need to, to, to talk about. Uh, if you um, if you are struggling out there and you don't feel like you can talk to anybody, uh, remember, you are not alone in this fight. You have a lot of brothers out here that are willing and able to help you in any way possible. And two, the world is a much better place with you in it. So please. Uh, contact me, get a hold of me. I can get you, if you don't want to talk to me, I can get you to in touch with someone that you might be willing or wanting to talk to. I can help you with that. Um, just stay here with us, man. Stay here with us and keep fighting. Um, we are spotlighting as always United States Marine Corps. If you have any questions on what it takes to earn the title United States Marine, see the website marines.com. And we are a proud member of the Military Podcast Network. Go check out all your favorite uh, pro-gun, pro-toy podcasts over at ghosttactical.us and click on the Military Podcast Network banner. Um, 
So, yeah, we're going to talk about this. Like I said, I typically will put out the veteran crisis hotline out there for people, but something's happened in the last 24 hours, 36 hours that uh, makes me question that. I've uh, been a, a big supporter of the, of the crisis hotline. Um, if for no other reason, it's, it's, it's a way to help someone. It's, it's, it's usually a way to get a hold of someone that can help. Um, an incident happened uh, yesterday. And um, I found out about it this morning, early this morning, and, and uh, made some phone calls and finally got a hold of this person. I was basically alerted uh, to one of my viewer, by one of my viewers that um, a guy in our uh, creator sphere and in his community uh, had put a video out that was kind of scary to some people and reached out to him. It took a while to get a hold of him, called him three or four times, to, uh, reached out through Instagram uh, didn't have his number, but I called him through Instagram and uh, finally he answered the phone. We talked for a little bit, uh, made it come on the phone calls for him on his behalf, called him back and uh, we talked for a long time and um, he seems to be doing okay today. Not that it had anything to do with me. It's just I happened to be the one that probably reached out. Um, but through this conversation was apparently yesterday at about 9 a.m., this person's time um, things were pretty dark for him was feeling um, uh, feeling not so good had some uh, interesting thoughts going through his head and all that and he called the veteran crisis hotline which if you know that's that's not something to sneeze at someone who's to that point where they're calling a veteran crisis hotline uh, that means something and instead of anyone answering he got like, for lack of a better term, uh, an answering machine that said that no one could help at that time, leave their number, and someone will call and set up an appointment or call and talk to them. This is the veteran crisis hotline that no one was available to help. Um, so he left his number and all of that and waited around. Once again, this is at 9 a.m. his time. And um, about 4, 4.30 his time that afternoon. Been a while, hadn't heard anything yet calls again once again no one answers leaves a message and as far as i know this was yesterday as of right now i still don't believe he's heard anything from anyone and this is what disturbs me is uh the veteran crisis hotline didn't answer twice twice and, and, didn't, and didn't return the call didn't call back or anything and this is a service that uh, is supposed to be in the front lines of, of helping um, vets out there that are going through some issues. Now, this is a gentleman who gave 23 years of his life to the U.S. Army, uh, seen some shit, been through some shit, um, has PTSD and, and, and is on some different um, depression medications and all of that. And ultimately... This gentleman, all he was wanting to do was talk to someone about maybe uh, what do I need to do to change my prescriptions, get something stronger, get something different. It's not working anymore. Um, so while I was talking to him, and uh, first of all, I, I want to send a shout out to my friend Jake Wiskirchen over at Walk the Talk America. Uh, between phone calls with this gentleman, I, I, I text and, and talked to and called Jake and, and Jake actually was up in Wyoming still is with my good friends, Mike Sedini, 
uh, with Walk Talk America. They're up in Wyoming at a suicide prevention uh, conference, and Jake was getting literally getting ready to walk on stage and, and, and give a speech on a lot of stuff, uh, but took a few minutes to talk to me about um, helping and maybe what things to look for and in, in, in all of this stuff and, and, and things that I could to do and ask and all of that, which was really amazing. So thanks to Jake and Walk the Talk America. Um, anyway, so I, I call this gentleman back and we, and we talked for a while. It was a good conversation. Um, <clears throat> but ultimately what it came down to was, um, you know, he basically went 24 hours waiting for a phone call back from the veteran crisis hotline, never answered twice and never called him back. And, um, that's, that's, so like I said, I usually have on my, my banner scrolling below the veteran crisis hotline number. And I'm not so sure that I want to start, keep, continue to publicize that number. I might have to find something else and, uh, find a, another Avenue because they were not there when this gentleman ate him twice yesterday. And that that's a shame. Uh, the conversation we're going to have tonight, uh, we, we titled this The Silent War, Veterans, Suicide, The Urgent Need for Change. And I think that um, the urgent need for change comes from a lot of different places. The VA, uh, the military itself, um, the mental health community as a whole. And we talk about the 22 a day. And actually, I'm not. that number has dropped to about 17 or 18 a day, which is still... 17 or 18 too many of, of veteran suicides per day. Um, and G-Webs, this is something, what if they're underfunded and understaffed? And, and that's, that's, a legitimate, that's a legitimate question. Um, the problem is, is I understand if they are understaffed, underfunded, um, but in a 24-hour span, you would think that someone could would be there eventually and would call. Um, that is something that if you're going to call yourself the veteran crisis hotline, um, that might be something that you want to make sure that maybe before other stuff is staffed, that that's, that's something that staff is. It's not just a veteran. It's, it's, it's a crisis hotline and you can press the number one for veterans and all of that. And it's not just for veterans. It's for anyone. Um, and if this is, if they're going to take suicide prevention seriously, then, um, Maybe they need to fight a little bit harder for for um, more funding, and uh, maybe they should start publicizing that they're needing volunteers. Uh, would I be willing to volunteer my time? Hundred percent. I think many of us would be willing to volunteer time to answer phone calls. Not that we can give medical advice, but I'm not so sure that they could either. Uh, we can answer that phone call, talk through some stuff, and get them. You know, get them the way. Get us some training that says, "Hey, you know, here's what you can do," and then you pass them to a, a medical someone in their area or whatever. Um, ultimately, where I think that it's not just the veteran crisis hotline, right? It's it's. I wish it was just that simple. That if we fix the veteran crisis hotline, then everything would be great. Obviously, that's just not even like a percentage point uh, on the scale of what's wrong. I think what you're talking about is uh, you're talking about. We talked about this before. We're coming up. You know, 9/11 happens. That's 22 years ago. A lot of the guys and, and gals that joined the military to join GWAT right after the towers fell, they're retiring now, and they. This is what they know. This is what they've known for the last 20 years of their lives. They don't know anything besides the military way. Um, a lot of them went through some hairy 
things and they solve a lot of a lot of uh issues um and now they're getting out and they're they may not know how to cope with different things they they might have clinical uh, issues depression anxiety and all that and they probably the whole time they've been given drugs and all of that a lot of the guys uh been given opioids a lot over the years for different illnesses and different ailments and all that and all that stuff ends when you get out of the military so now you you're, you're sending these people out with mental problems physical problems uh, sometimes addictions to opioids and different uh, medications and drugs and now they're on their own cold turkey and the VA um, the VA is a beautiful idea but let's be honest, they are underfunded, they are understaffed, and um, when you go to the VA and you have to wait for eight hours to see your doctor for an appointment, and then they come out and tell you, oh, well, it's, it's, we're going to have to move you to two weeks. Um, folks, there's a reason why there's a lot of veteran suicides, and I'm not saying it's the VA's fault, I'm not saying it is... The, the crisis hotline's fault. There's a lot of problems out there, but the one place it's supposed to help, it's designed and created to help veterans, is the VA. And when they can't get the help they needed uh, continuously, they keep just getting pushed down the line, pushed down the line and using red tape and all of that. Um, there's a reason why there are so many suicides um, by veterans is it gets to the point where maybe they believe that there is no one to help. There is no one to help. With years of expertise and experience, Ariskany Arms is proud to be regarded as a firearms manufacturing leader. Every decision is inspired by the main mission, which is to prove the highest standard of product and services to both retailers and customers. Ariskany Arms took their expertise and introduced a line of full-size American-made series 1911, chambered in 45 ACP, 10mm, and 9mm. So go check out the Hyperion Munitions website and click on the Ariskany Arms tab. Uh, RTAC says the VA is a joke for anything. I'm not going to go that far. I'm not going to go that far. I think the VA, like I said, the idea of the VA is beautiful. It just doesn't work right now. Um, but there are a lot of people that can't afford health insurance uh, through the uh, commercial and the, and the free market that can go to the VA. And it might take a little bit longer and it might not be the greatest, but um, they can go to the VA hospital and receive treatment. Um, so I'm not going to sit there and say that the VA is a joke on anything. I will say that they do have their pluses but i think that the negatives very much overwhelm and um all of that the um the positives that the va bring um once again being underfunded understaffed probably a big deal but if you're going to have the va system uh and that's a cabinet level position you know I mean, you have uh, the secretary of veteran affairs that's a cabinet level position that someone's holding and it's their job to make sure that they are getting the funded uh, funding that they need. They are getting the staff that they need. Um, there's got to be there's got to be a way. If you if you're out there and you have some ideas, I'm going to be uh, trying to get on a phone call with uh, some people at the national level of the VA that I've worked with in years past. Uh, in the next uh, next week, um, if you have any idea, let me know. Um, 
G-Web says, uh, imagine if half the money for foreign aid went to the VA, what would the vet suicide rate be then? Uh, that's an incredible, incredible, incredible uh, idea. And if you guys aren't, I'm not trying to get too political, but um, we spend billions, if not trillions of dollars every year uh, in foreign aid. And what does that mean? That means that we're paying countries to be our friends, right? Ultimately. We're paying countries to not build bombs, to not start wars, and to listen to us. Um, guys, we're the only superpower left. We could, in all honesty, rule the world. We have the greatest military the world's ever seen. We have more firepower. We have, we could, if we ever wanted to, rule the world. Why in the hell are we paying companies to be friends with us? That is the most idiotic thing I've ever heard. So, yeah, gee, I would say that if half the money, half the money went uh, to the VA. Hell, I'd say a tenth of the money that would go to the VA. Um, I don't know what the suicide rate would be. I mean, it would be a, a much, 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 much lower uh, for one reason and only. Uh, they would probably have more staff. They would have... Um, better facilities, better doctors. Um, they would be able to see you quicker. They would be able to answer a phone and, and get you help immediately because they would have the staffing uh, and the money to staff those hospitals and those clinics and all of that. Um, so, I mean, I wouldn't say half. I would say a tenth is, um, yeah, he said a tenth is probably many times their current budget, 100%. Um, I, I think that's a that's a great question, G. Uh, the bearded guy out there says, question for someone that don't know much about the VA and never served that's trying to help. What advice would you give them other than being an ear? So this is a great question. And I've said this many, many times on many different platforms, other people's podcasts, on my own podcast. Um, there's, there's a lot of things that you can do, um, especially if someone's just coming. Okay, so let, let's take it from a couple different scenarios. Um You've got someone who's coming home from being downrange, being deployed overseas. Um, I can tell you this. Please don't let the first question be, well, how was it? Did you get into any firefights? Did you kill anyone? What all did you see? What happened? Let them decompress, okay? Uh, I promise you the last thing they want to talk about probably is what they saw and what they did. Okay, um, they probably saw some horrific things, and, and honestly, they might have had to do some horrific things. Uh, they were doing it um, as their job, but it's still some of the stuff that you have to do in those jobs are not natural to what uh, the average person thinks about. Uh, the average civilian watches movies and they play video games. They think that war is a video game. Um, they watch movies and think that that. You know, you can just click it off. Um, many veterans can compartmentalize everything, and I, I've been willing and able to do that and compartmental everything in my life. Um, but let's understand, these guys are human, right? Uh, they might have had to do some things that, um, I'm not saying they weren't proud of, but um, that, that can affect them regardless of their, you know, doing their job or whatever. It, it's going to affect them. So please, I would say the first thing is don't ask them to, uh, recreate in their minds everything that they just went through. Um, give them some time, and if they want to talk about it, they will. 
Uh, don't push them. Just let them know that you're there. You're happy that they're their home. Uh, try to get them back into a normal flow of life. Uh, hey, it's something as simple as, hey, I'm going to the Lowe's today. You want to go with me and pick up some stuff? Uh, you know, go in the grocery store. Hey, why don't you pick up the kids at school today? And um, just try to get them back into the normal flow of life and make it as normal as possible. Uh, alleviate the stress. They've been in a stressful situation for six months, nine months, a year, however long they've been downrange, right? And the last thing they need is to come home and feel stressed out again. Don't be that stress factor. Be the one that's there. Hey, I'm here. Uh, I'm glad to have you home. I love you. And if you ever do want to talk about it, great. If not, I'm never going to ask. Um, and, and that was, uh, that's the best thing I can tell you. Uh, the second thing I can tell you, uh, bearded guy or anyone else that's out there that's listening, I'm going I'm to start, keep asking the questions and comments. I am starring them, so I will come back, right? Um, what advice would you give them other than being an ear? So I would say that the biggest thing other than just trying to get them back in the normal flow of things is be on the lookout, okay? Um, the best way that I can explain it is uh, when I was gone for over a year overseas uh, and I come back to the States, in my mind, I was gone for a year, but kind, time kind of froze, right? Um, I was went to a lot of different places, and I was on Okinawa for about five or six months uh, of that time. But in my mind, time kind of froze. Like I was just in this place, and I was just doing things. Uh, you come home, and you realize that everyone else's life is a year later, right? And it, not that they forget about you, but they've gone a year without you, so they've kind of moved on, right? Uh, whether you, your girlfriend may have found somebody new. Um, you know, your parents are always going to be there, but they're a year older now and they've, and what's happened in their lives in a year. Um, so for a lot of the people that are down range, time st kind of stands still for that time that they're gone, uh, because it's almost like not real, right? You know, then you get home and you realize everyone's a year older. They've moved on. They've, their, their lives have continued to have to keep going and going and going. And so they're not in the same place that you are. Um, so I will say this, um, be on the lookout. And I'll tell you this, that a lot of the guys that are having mental issues don't know that they're suffering from PTS or they're having breakdowns or their personalities have changed. They've withdrawn from the world really. And kind of secluded themselves from interacting with anybody or doing anything. They don't know that uh, to them. They're coping with whatever they're going through, but they, they still think that they're normal when obviously their personalities have changed. They're, they're, they're more aggressive. They're, 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 you know, it's easy to get them fired up and into an argument. All of their adjective, all agitative, uh, all of these things that they may not know. Right. So be on the lookout for personality changes. If you see someone that all of a sudden has just completely changed their personality, um, they may not realize it, okay? So you're going to have to be that first responder for them as far as saying, hey, something's wrong, and we got to figure out a way to, um, to help this person. Um, maybe calling a, a psychiatrist, calling the VA and asking, um, 
how to help them, maybe what to say. More importantly, having a discussion and say, you know, Bobby, I know you may not realize this, um, but your personality has changed in the last week or so, and I'm a little worried about you. Is there anything you need to talk about? Uh, is there anything that I can do for you? Um, more importantly, the chances are they may not want to talk with you, okay? Uh, I'm fine, I'm fine, I'm fine, I'll get through it, I'll get through it. Understand that you've probably never been through anything that they've gone through, right? So what do you have to offer them? You have compassion, you have love, and you have warmth to offer them. What might need to happen is you need to figure out maybe who are some of the people they serve with um, and see if you can get a hold of them because chances are they might talk to another veteran, another serviceman, um, a lot easier than they will talk to you. It has nothing against you. It's just they've been there. They've been through some shit together. Uh, they understand each other's mentality and all of that. So maybe uh, another step is to try to find a, a, a brother of theirs and and maybe reach out to them and say, look, Bobby's going through some stuff. I don't know what to say. I don't know what to do. I don't want to trigger him anymore, but I'm worried about him. Do you think maybe, you know, you could give him a shout or, or, or something, reach out to him and, and all of this. And um, that would be maybe a long way. I've talked to a lot of people in the last few years, and I think a reason they don't know me very well. I mean, they know me through this YouTube thing, but I think that me being a veteran helps them being able to feel comfortable in talking. So the big picture here is be on the lookout for any personality changes, figure out what the next step is, uh, can you confront them? Sure. Just sit there and say, look, I love you. I'm here for you. I don't know what to do in a situation, but I'm worried about you. Your personality changed. You may not realize it, but a lot of people are worried about you. And ask them, what can we do to help you? What would you, would you like for me to call someone for you? You know, whatever. Um, don't have an intervention and put them on the defensive. Let them know that, hey, we're here to work this together and figure out a way, a solution um, to work through together. That's probably the best way to go for it. Uh, let's go back over here. I, I started some of these things. Uh, Bearded guy says, I remember when my dad left the army, it wasn't pretty. It took him a long time to come around. I remember many times seeing he was in a dark place and, and I can do, and I cannot about it or how I felt. Um, G web says you do a lot more in, in in any day while enlisted than you do in normal life. Then you go places and work on the most expensive equipment, do amazing stuff that often has life at risk. Then you come back, and it's like Nerf World in slow motion, and people are more worried about TV plots uh, than real things. It can be like jumping off a train. You don't just land on your feet and start walking around like normal. Often you f feel like fall right down and wake up in a daze. Exactly. Uh, RTAC out there says, I found someone to vent to. I know so many that don't. That's why I called them up and say, hey, I'm here and I can listen. Exactly. Um, I'll tell you part of the conversation that I had this morning, and it was a difficult part of the conversation, but ultimately um, sometimes tough love um, can, can get a lot of stuff done, right? Uh, part of the conversation was I told him, that, and I'll tell this to a lot of people, 
Um, if you guys have never heard of or watched uh, Marcus Luttrell, he's given several speeches. Marcus Luttrell was the lone survivor with the movie that movie was made about was Marcus. If you've never seen Marcus give his speech about those incidents, um, it's amazing. First of all, it's all over YouTube. Go find it and watch it. But there's a part of it that um, changed my life in a certain way, uh, and I think it's changed a lot of people. He's talking about when uh, he felt like he was paralyzed and he had fallen down the mountainside, like how many umpteen times, and and the Taliban were chasing after him, and they were trying to kill him, and and all he could think about is I can't walk, but I'm not letting, them, I'm not giving up, right? And he said that he drew a line about three feet in front of him. And his goal was no matter what, I'm going to crawl, I'm going to dig, I'm going to do whatever I can to get to that line. And when I do it, I'm going to draw another line out there three feet ahead of me, crawl. He went three feet at a time and ended up doing that for seven miles until he got to safety. Um, three feet at a time. And that, that needs to be a patch or it needs to be a T-shirt. I might have to do that. Three feet at a time is, is something that I – I you can ask my wife and, and I don't even know if she you know has noticed over the years. I'm sure she has. I'm a lot more chill than I was years ago. I was uh do I can still can I still get fired up? You betcha. You betcha. Um but I I was at a very quick um temper, we'll say, uh, for a lot of years. And I, I took that three feet at a time, which means maybe a day at a time or whatever, however you want to talk about it. I took that three feet at a time. It was about four or five years ago, and I tried to make a conscious change um, with me. And I hope my wife has seen the difference. I think I'm a lot more laid back than I was five, six years, seven years ago. Um, but I try to give myself one good fight a day. And I don't know if that makes sense to you. Um, I give myself one good fight a day. And it's something that I should fight for or get upset about uh, and all of that. And, and I, the rest of the stuff, just let it go. Just let it go. Um, and that, that's helped me out tremendously. But the three feet at a time also could be one day at a time instead of three feet. You know, if, 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 if you can wake up in the morning and do something productive that day and keep yourself busy, um, and you make it through that day, and the next day you wake up, and you you give yourself one good fight, but don't let the small stuff bother you, you know. Um, you'd be surprised at how many good days you can put together, right? And the next thing you know, it's a week, and you're like, oh, I've had a good week. I've had a good week. And then it's, man, I've had a good month. Damn, I've had a good year. And that's that's a way um, that, to cope with it. Um, more importantly, it's it's if you are in that rut. And going back to this morning, uh, I told this gentleman, uh, I said, "Look, I'm here to I'm here with you all day long, you know." And, and he's a thousand miles away from me. I said, "I'm with you all day long today. I'm going to walk right beside you, um, but I'm not going to drag your ass up the hill. You're going to have to walk." And it sounded bad. I told him, you know, he's a soldier. And I said, you have to soldier up, man. I said, uh, ultimately comes down to if you want to be better, you've got to take that first step. And sometimes tough love, maybe coming from me or a veteran is better than hearing it from his wife or someone like that. But I told him, I said, look, you're going to have to take that first step. 
I can't take that step for you. I'm here to walk beside you all damn day. But I'm not dragging your ass up that hill. You're going to have to walk with me. And uh, so we got him up out of bed. I got him to uh, go take a jog around the neighborhood. Told him to make some breakfast. Little things, right? Little things. I said, hey, man, if you've, if you've been needing to go to Home Depot or Lowe's for the last one, you keep putting it off. Today's the day. We're going to go to Lowe's. We're going to get those projects done. So I, you know, he, he said that he was going to go work on the house outside. And, and, I, and I told him, I said, I want to hear from you about every hour or two. And if you don't, I'm going to reach out to you. And, and, and he was texting me throughout the day. I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. There was a couple hours I didn't hear from. Hey, just checking in. I'm good, brother. I'm outside getting some work done. Um, so ultimately, you know, it's one of those things to where you can be in a rut, but you can dig yourself out of that rut as well, right? Uh, as much as it sounds crazy, uh, sometimes you just need that kick in the ass to get you going. And maybe I was that kick in the ass. Uh, maybe, uh, just telling him, look, I'm, I'm going to walk with you all day today. I'm here, but I ain't dragging your ass up that hill. You're going to have to walk with me. And sometimes tough love is what they need to hear. Obviously, they can handle tough love. Uh, they've been in the military. They've been yelled at. They've been they've been called every name in the book. They've been yelled at for doing the most dumb things. Getting a swift kick in the ass is is not necessarily what um, anything new to them, right? So. Um, Real quick before I move on, I do want to uh, bring up one of our sponsors. Like I said, Hyperion Munitions, but they've got several companies out there. Give me about 30 seconds, guys. i got to pay the bills. Uh, we're going to talk a little bit about, first we're going to talk a little bit about Veteran Ammo. Veteran Ammo is the ammunition brand produced by veteran-owned and operated Hyperion Munitions, focused on the best quality training, defense ammunition, and hunting products. They leverage their military backgrounds to ensure the ammunition works every time. They offer products in centerfire handgun, rifle, and shot shell categories and are always adding product offerings. Go visit the Hyperion Munitions website and click on the Veteran Ammo tab. <clears throat> All right. Thank you. Uh, great friends of the channel. Obviously, they're sponsoring Season 2 of the Jarhead Podcast, and I want to shout them out. So, Veteran Ammo, um, I use it. It's great stuff. they got some defensive ammo as well, so go check out Hyperion Munitions, and uh, check out Veteran Ammo out there. We're going to talk about our risk any arms, and we're going to talk a little bit about um, uh, Garrisar arms as well. Um, Artax says, my grandfather came home from the Korean War, and he drank to deal with his issues. Bearded guy says, my dad still has that temper, something he can't shake, but is trying. Uh, like I said, I mean, do I still have a temper? Yeah, I still got a temper. I'm just That's kind of my personality in general. But I, I think that I've come a long way, and, and I don't know if she does. Um, hopefully she's noticed whether or not she'll ever admit it or not. But I think that I am much more laid back than I was a decade ago. And that's something that I've tried hard to do, um, not just with her or my daughter, but just in, in life in general, is to um, see the bigger pictures not get so fired up about the little things. Let the little things go. Get fired up when I need to get fired up now. Not saying I don't, but let the little things slide a little bit. Um, Marcus says, "Good evening, guys. I know two buddies that could not acclimate to civvy life, 
and Sally took their own life. They they didn't talk to anyone about nothing. Everyone thought they were fine, but deep down they were not. Um, you know, there's there's something um, to be said about the other side. We talked earlier about the personality changes. Um, Jesus, I've never gotten mad or upset, but I feel for those people who do. Uh, love you, G Webs. Um, but we talked earlier about the personality changes where uh, their personality has changed. They, they've become secluded. They've cut themselves off from everybody. Uh, they get a little more agitated and, and they get angry quicker. They they kind of go into zombie mode and, and, and they may not know it, right? They may not know that they're having these personality changes and so you had to be able to look out for that. The flip side is like Marcus is talking about. Everyone thinks, oh man, I never would have thought, man, they were they were always so happy and and, and, and all of that. Um, there's a flip side to the dark side also is, um, and this is not just veteran, this is people just in general with depression. Um, some of the people that are hurting the most are the ones that are going to be the happiest people on the outside. Look at Robin Williams. You know, 10 years ago, if we would have said Robin Williams was going to commit suicide because he was incredibly depressed and felt alone and, and all that, would anyone have ever guessed that? He was one of the funniest human beings ever to live. And he was always just on a high, it seems like. And he was having a great time in life and was, you know, he was Robin Williams. Um, who would have thunk? So a lot of it, it is a facade. So if someone out there... Um, is hasn't always been that happy-go-lucky person. All of a sudden, they're like over the top happy and all of that. Maybe that's a sign. You know, you you never know. Um, what's up, Specter? How you doing? Um, Bearded guy says I've learned to talk to my dad, but not everyone is the same. What helped him that I did may trigger the other person even more. Yeah, you know, my grandfather. Um, was in World War II as a tank commander in Germany under Patton. And uh, I he died when I was 13. Uh, and I love my grandfather very, very much. We were very close. Um, never heard a word from him about any of that stuff. And I think maybe was, I was, well, when I was young, uh, two, um, what's he going to say to a 13-year-old, right? What's he going to say? He was being a grandfather. I remember watching, you know, baseball games with him on the summertime and and all of that. And it, it's it's ironic because I, I knew that he smoked. He smoked Winston's, and I still remember that. Smoked Winston's, um, which I smoke, and, and it doesn't bother me that he smoked. Uh, I never knew he drank until I was an adult. Um, I didn't know that he was an incredibly – probably some people would say dysfunctional alcoholic. Uh, some people say he was functioning. Uh, I don't know. I, I don't remember. I remember he did nothing but show me love and was a great, great human being, a great man. But later on in life, um, there are two smells in my life that still resonate with me. Uh, one is cherry pipe tobacco. Once again, my grandfather smoked cigarettes. But in an ashtray in his apartment, his small little apartment, lived by himself. Um, 
he was always burning cherry pipe tobacco just for the aroma, right? It smells great. And so to this day, every time I smell cherry pipe tobacco, it's my peepaw, right? Um, and the second smell that I didn't realize until I was older, um, and I think one of the reasons why uh, I don't drink anymore, hardly ever. I drink two times a year, basically. Um, but when I, when I drink, it's, it's typically Crown. And I love Crown. Um, some might say I love Crown a little much, but uh, I love Crown. And I think one of the reasons why is the first time that I ever smelled Crown Royal, it brought back memories. I didn't realize that my grandfather drank Crown Royal until I was later on in life. I knew the smell. I didn't know what it was. Like I said, he didn't act intoxicated around me you know he, he was just a normal grandfather it was great we watched baseball together and we would talk all sorts of stuff but i know that he would wake up at four in the morning and he would sit there and and, and had a same glass and it never seemed to go empty you know i, I didn't pay attention to it but he did a lot of crossword puzzles and, and on all of that very secluded in his life he secluded himself from life this is a a, a college educated man uh, as a captain in the army, but if you're talking about a college-educated man in the early, you know, during World War II, that was a very rare thing to be college-educated back in the 30s and 40s, and he was, uh, but he never really could hold a job. Once again, I, I didn't know any of this stuff until later on in life, and I was old enough to understand it, um, and he couldn't hold a job very long because he drank. Um, and that was his way of coping with, with, with whatever he went through in World War II. Um, and the World War II guys especially, man, trying to get them to talk is, you know, there's not many of them alive anymore, obviously. But uh, before, like, trying to get them to talk was hard. Uh, they very rarely did. And um, he was one of those. He was in uh, World War II, ran Korea. And, and you know, I, I think that looking back, um, I think that maybe it would have been a much different relationship. Like I said, he was my, you know, it's one of my favorite people in my life growing up and I was 13 when he died and he had, you know, maybe if it would, would have waited five, six years down the road when I joined the Marine Corps um, coming home, maybe, maybe he and I could have had a different relationship and, and, and a different, not saying it was bad before it was wonderful, but maybe we could have had some of those talks, you know, and maybe, maybe I was someone that he may have told stuff to and, 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 and all of that. I don't know. I don't know. Uh, we'll never know, but, um, you know, we would have had something in common at that point and, and, and all of that. Maybe he would have felt like he could have said something to me at that point. I don't know. Uh, but I do know that bearded guy says, you know, his dad, you know, um, yeah, my grandpa, my dad didn't serve. Um, he wasn't healthy enough. Uh, my grandfather, yeah, I would have loved to have, I would have loved to have known him as an adult a little bit and and had some conversations. Uh, G says World Two would talk to each other and, and we got to hear some of those conversations, but Nam Vets never said much at all. Now we can hear some insight from recent interviews with the remaining vets. Yeah. Yeah, the, the World War II guys, when they got around together, you would have to 
be around a conversation to hear some of the conversation, right? Uh, I think that that's probably um, even today, like, you know, it took me a long time, you know, and and a lot of guys, uh, it takes them a long time to want to talk to anyone, but they can talk to their, their, their buddies about it. And so if you ever want to hear stories um, uh, from your loved ones and just wait till they're around some of their, their buddies or other vets and um, listen to some stories that way, that might be a good way to talk about it. The, the Vietnam guys. Yeah. Not only do they see some horrendous shit over there, they were treated like complete trash when they came home. And a lot of these people were drafted. They didn't have a choice but to go. Uh, but they were fighting a war that nobody wanted to be in. We didn't need to be there, uh, but they were there. Um, but when they came home, the, the public treated them like absolute trash. And I hope maybe they've learned something. Uh, the GWAT guys are just now getting out and retiring. If they stayed in 20 years, you know, they're, they're just now retiring. Um, especially the way that we got out of Afghanistan. Um, our government just basically shit on 20 years of, of our guys being over there and just said to hell with it, you know, give it back to them. And it's back to where it was 20 years ago. Understand that um, they're there to do a job, and 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 I don't, I I'm not that guy personally that is going to sit there and say that veterans are better than anybody else. No, but it takes something special for someone to volunteer and raise their right hand for whatever the reasons. And I'll give my reasons were much different than other people's back in the '90s. Um, I did not join the Marine Corps for any self sense of duty uh, or patriotism. I joined because I was going down a road that I didn't know if I was going to survive and I needed something to dramatically change the, the, uh, the current path that I was going down in the Marine Corps. Um, if anyone that knows me knows that uh, I'm very, very, how do I put this competitive and a buddy of mine says, let's go join the military. And he went to go army. And I was like, if I want to go, I'm going the best. I'm going the hardest. And that's just how I am. I'm going to challenge myself. Don't regret a single thing I did. Uh, regret some things towards the end, but uh, that's for a different time. But the, the, the guys that are getting out now, they raised their right hand. They, they said that they were more than willing to defend that flag and defend our citizen, defend our country from all enemies, foreign and domestic. And um, that's a special thing. So I think that um, they've earned the right to get any help and every help that they can, especially this gentleman I'm talking about this morning spent 23 years. He gave 23 years of his life and he can't get someone to answer a damn phone call. That's, that's a little upsetting. Uh, you call the veteran crisis hotline or the, the crisis hotline twice and no one answers and they don't call you back. They don't even, you know, even now today, no one call back. Hey, sorry, everything okay? Anything we can do for you now? Um, nothing. That, that's, that's a shame. So, um, Gearsar is a Florida-based international military arms manufacturer and equipment supplier. They produce customized solutions for American and international law enforcement, governmental agents, and the military. Garrisar manufactures both Ford's and billet AR-15 lowers, dedicated 9mm lowers, 
and 308 upper and lower receivers. So go check out the Hyperion's Munitions website and click on the Garrisar Arms tab. Yeah, uh, Marcus says, my family has men that have served in every American war since the Spanish-American War. Some of them came home and prospered. Others drunk themselves to death, but none of them ever committed suicide. Um, I've never been to that that dark place. It was never. It's never been like nothing's ever gotten that bad in my life where suicide was a thought. Right, so I'm, I'm blessed in that. Um, I've been around people and I've talked with people that that is a very real option. Um, and the main thing that for me that has been kind of a common thing in, 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 in these talks that I've had with all these people is the physical pain they feel the pain they feel um, whether it's physical because they've been blown up and they got TBIs, they got jacked up bodies or it's mental pain or, or there's just so much pain that it's not that they just want to sit there and say, I'm done. I give up. That's not it. A lot of the time um, the thought comes into their head because they said, I just don't want to hurt anymore whether it's mental, whether it's physical, whether it's combination, um, whether it's addiction to drugs or alcohol after they get out, whatever that is, um, they want the pain to stop. And sometimes that's the only way they feel that that pain can stop. And I want anyone out there that's listening to this to know that it's not the only option and I, you may not know me from Adam. You might just have this video pop up on your YouTube feed or popped up in your podcast feed on Apple or wherever the hell you listen to podcasts. I don't know this dude from Adam. I don't care what his problems are. I got my own problems. Yep. And I'm telling you that if you feel like you have nobody in this world, and you are 100% alone, I'm going to tell you, you got one person. You don't have to know me. Um, my email is out there. Um, you know, get a hold of me. Um, email me if you've got my number or get my number. Text me. Find me on Instagram and DM me. Whatever it takes, right? Whatever it takes. Um know that you're not alone you 100 are not alone and you don't have to know that person to talk sometimes it's easier to talk to a complete stranger because i ain't gonna judge you bro i don't know you i'm just gonna sit there and talk and maybe ask you some questions on what you know what you want out of this and what can i do to help you and and uh, maybe be able to get you towards some i, I know some great doctors in this in this country that are personal friends of mine that will take your phone call um, if you can't get into a doctor, I can get someone to, you know, reach out <coughs> that you can reach out to and talk to, and maybe it'll help you get into a doctor where you are. There's all sorts of resources out here that you may not know about. 
the best thing I want to tell you is you are definitely not alone. Do we need change? Yes. And it's not just for veterans. It's the entire mental health. Um, the suicide rate in America is incredibly bad. And I think that um, not just for veterans, but I think that there needs to be some wholesale changes in how we look at people, how we talk to people, and um, how we treat people. Especially if you know that something might be wrong with them or they, they're hurting or they've come home. Um, you know, if they're a veteran, like I said, there's a lot of things that you can do. You can be on the lookout for. Be compassionate. Be there for them. Let them know that you're there. And there's nothing that they can say that can scare you away. You're going to be there and you're going to love them. And you're there to walk with them in this journey. Um, and maybe that allows them to open up. Or it may then allow them to tell you, hey, I don't really want to talk right now with you. But I can talk to this person or this person and, and help them get to those people or whatever. Uh, there's a lot of things that you can do if, if, if you if you feel like someone's out there. More importantly, if you are that person that is struggling, like I said, get a hold of someone, man. You know, get a hold of someone. If it's me, great. If it's not me, as long as you get a hold of someone and talk and understand, it's okay to be vulnerable. It's okay to let your emotions out. It's you. No one's going to judge you. Like get everything you out if you've got if you've got to go take a run around the neighborhood to get that heart rate up and get some adrenaline going to maybe offset some of the negative thoughts you know take your phone with you and while you're running around the neighborhood do a video vlog you know just film yourself you don't have to put it out on the internet or on youtube just film yourself and get everything that's that you're thinking it's this that's that's just killing you inside get everything out in the open would you look weird running down the road in your neighborhood screaming at your phone to the neighbors? Yeah, but fuck them, right? Like, fuck them. Get that off your chest. If you can't talk to someone, talk to yourself. And maybe every day you do that. And maybe every day you're less angry. And wouldn't it be cool to go a year from now and look back at some of those videos and say, man, I'm so glad. And look how angry I was on you know November 17th of 2023. And look where I am now, right? Um, put yourself in a position to be successful every day. Three feet at a time, one day at a time, one week at a time. You know, three hours turns into a day, a day turns into a week, a week turns into a month, a month turns into a year. Next thing you know, you're helping other people. Right? Um, Marcus says, I remember when I was uh, young, he never talked about it. He never, and it, but he did drink beer on his off days and would stay up all night watching Vietnam movies. Sometimes he would scream in his sleep. Yeah. Um, that's a thing. That's a thing. Um, I, I, I know this is a tough discussion. I wanted to talk about it because I think that there, there needs to be some wholesale changes um, with the bureaucracy and what we can do, not just for veterans, but anyone that's, that's having suicidal thoughts, mental health breakdowns. It's a real thing, um, especially with veterans. Um, they've had this life of this brotherhood and this sense of being, and 
sense of mission and things that they can do and it's mission accomplished and move on to the next one and all of this stuff and then one day it's all over and the transition back to civilian life is harder than up for others um some people never never quite get back into the regular civilian life and that's okay too that's okay um but i think we need to do more i think we need to do better i think we need to do things that uh, are outside the box i think it's time for a whole new idea the va you know take the parts of it that are somewhat working and then get rid of the rest revamp what the va system is revamp what um what we can do um there are so there's so much new technology out in this world that is different than it was 30 40 years ago um va hospitals should be palaces they should be overstaffed they should be doctors should be sitting around waiting for people to come in um you should be able to get the the best care for free um I don't know if that's ever going to happen, but I hope it does. Um, the silent war, man, there's a lot of people that are going there to fight in that war that you'll never know. And so be on the lookout. Like I said from the very beginning, if you um, if you see personality changes with your loved ones and um, they may not know, they may not know. Um be there for them. Worst case, have them get a hold of me. My email's readily available. Instagram, DM me. I'm out there. Uh, if you've got my number, call me. Text me. Whatever, whatever. Uh, call someone. Text somebody. Get a hold of someone. If the veteran crisis hotline doesn't answer, then call somebody else. Um, the world's a much better place with you in it, and you are not fighting this alone. You've got a lot of brothers out here that are always beside you. Um, always beside you. Never behind, never in front, always beside you. Now, I, I'll tell you the scene that I told this gentleman this morning. I will walk with you all day today, but I'm not going to drag your ass up the hill. You've got to make, you've got to walk. You've got to get up and make that first step. And, and I'm, I'm proud of him. He did. He took it step by step. Three. I said, "We're gonna live. We're gonna. We're gonna spend this day three fucking feet at a time. The first three feet is get your ass out of bed. The next one is take a shower. That hot water, man. Just take a shower. How many? How many times does a shower make you feel good? Go for a run. Lift some weights. Do some jumping jacks. Get some exercise. Get that heart rate up. Get that adrenaline going. Cook you some breakfast." And be productive today. All of those chores or all of those things that you've been putting aside for the last month saying, I'll get to it, today's the day. Get outside. Be around people. You don't have to communicate with them. You don't have to say a word to them. Be around people. Get some stuff done. You put that. It's a pretty good day, right? It's a pretty good day. You wake up tomorrow morning. You do the same damn thing. Next thing you know, it's been a week. And... It's a pretty good week, right? 
that week turns into a month that month turns into six months that six months turns into a year you had a pretty good year and now you're helping someone else uh bearded guy says problem is there are a lot of people that don't care about our servicemen and women and it makes me sad you know what i i can't make anyone care you know uh you know you're right you're right um a lot of people don't care about veterans and that's that's their prerogative man um everyone has to live their life right like everyone has their own stress everybody has their own difficulties in life they've got mortgages they've got jobs they've got family they got kids they got bills to pay they got three kids going to private school or three kids going to whatever it is everyone's got stress right so to sit there and say that veterans deserve to be treated differently or looked at differently by everyone i'm not saying that at all i'm not saying that what i am saying is is if you see someone that's having problems reach out to them uh, whether a veteran or not here's the thing you don't know but a simple hello could mean the world to somebody how you doing whether they're a veteran or not, you see someone just that looks sad. How you doing? Go up there and and give them a hug. It might be a little weird. Shake their hand, whatever. But just saying hello. You don't know. You might be the only person that they have contact and communicate with that entire day. You might be the the simple hello. How are you? Might be the only words. That are spoken to them by another human being that entire day and sometimes those words hey how you doing could be just enough to kid them through that day right so i'm not saying to cater to veterans or anyone no i'm saying be a good fucking human being if you see someone struggling that just looks like they're perpetually sad and you have two seconds to walk up and say, hey, how you doing? Everything okay? You want to talk? Can I buy a cup of coffee? Whatever. You might be the person that saves their life just by communicating with them. You might be the only person they talk to that entire day. Think about that. How many people do you talk to in a normal day? How many people do you correspond with and come in contact with on a normal day? There are people that may not say or be told a single word from another human being all day. Be a good human being to no matter who it is, whether you're veterans or not, be a good human being. I get people asked, this kind of that military appreciation month bullshit. Um, Veterans Day, I don't know for any of the veterans out there, for me, it's like the weirdest, you know, the Marine Corps birthday is a very special day for me. Veterans Day is a very weird day, just a strange day. I don't particularly like it. Uh, oh, thank you for your service. Thank you for, well, you know, I mean, what do you say to that? Like, cool. Yeah, you're welcome. It's my honor, whatever it is. And people are like, oh, you don't like that, dude. I'm like, no, I really don't. Like, I don't like being thanked for my service. It's kind of a strange thing. Um Oh, what can you do? I'll tell you what. I'll tell you, if you, if you want to think of veteran sometime, just be a good fucking human being, right? Be someone that is worth serving for and protecting. Be someone that is just going to do the right thing at the right time. 
and be someone that's going to have compassionate towards their fellow human beings, their fellow Americans. Um, be patriotic. Find some kind of love for that flag. You know, be a good fucking American. Be a good citizen to this country. And, and that's how you think most people is just by being a good fucking citizen, being a good American, showing some compassion, enjoying your freedoms instead of bitching about your freedoms. Instead of trying to take people's freedoms away, just be thankful for the ones that you have and allow other people to enjoy the freedoms that they choose to enjoy. You don't have to like, let's say, the gun community. You don't have to like guns. But by God, like, what does it bother you? If, am, am I personally bothering you with my gun? No. So why are you bothering me with being an asshole? Be a good American. Respect everyone's rights. Enjoy your rights and enjoy your freedoms of being an American, right? Um, and just be a good person. If you see someone struggling, don't let that person walk away without saying something to them. You might be the only person that, that they talk to all damn day. Be a good person. Um <clears throat> Yeah, like I said, it's kind of a rant thing. Uh, I just wanted to come on. It's been a little an hour. It's about right. It's Friday night. I know you guys have other things to do besides listen to me rant and all of that. Um, thanks for coming and joining. If you if you guys have the live chat, thanks for coming in. Uh, if you're watching this in replay or listening to this in podcast form, um, here's the thing. The conversation doesn't have to end. Utilize that comment section. If you have any questions or comments or whatever, Put them out there. I'll see them. I'll try to respond to them. Um, if you are listening, this is going to sound weird. I don't like doing this, but if you are out there in the podcast world and you like what we're doing with this podcast, do two things for me. Go ahead and and rate this podcast. Give us a good rating. That does help the algorithms out there in the podcast world. And two, go visit our sponsor, Hyperion Munitions. You don't have to buy anything from them. I get it. If you're not into 1911s, or you're not into shotguns, or you're not into ammo, all of which are under Hyperion. They have veteran ammo, or skinny arms with 1911s. You have Garrisar arms, a lot of shotguns, a lot of cool stuff. Uh, go check out HyperionMunitions.com. More importantly, go find them on uh, social media, whether it's Facebook, YouTube, uh, Instagram, especially Instagram. And um, go to their either posts and just leave a comment. Say, hey, man, I was listening to the Jarhead podcast with Ghost, and, and thanks for sponsoring. Thanks for helping him out. Um, that means more than you buying. I mean, obviously, I would like for you to buy some of their products. Um, that would be wonderful to buy, a, 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 you know, buy some operator coffee for Christmas. They have operator coffee over there. They have hot chocolate. Go buy some stocking stuffers from them. Uh, buy a, some 9-millimeter ammo, whatever. But you don't have to. Just go to social media and just say, hey, love the Jarhead podcast. Thanks for sponsoring. Thanks for helping Ghost out. Blah, 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 blah. That means as much as anything. Um, Sykes out there says, amen, just reach out and be a good person. Yeah, Artax, it costs. This is a great one. Artax and daughter says, it costs nothing to be kind to someone. Exactly. Uh, Sykes says, anyone that's ever thinking, I simply say there's no need to thank me. I did what I do because I chose to. Remember the guys that didn't make it home if you want to thank someone. 100%. Uh, mandatory carriers, I'll tell the boomer. Uh, she'll watch before she hits the rack, I'm certain. 
bearded guy says ghost i hope you still have that that patch three percent i greatly appreciate what you do for everyone veteran ah, look here's the thing man um there's a lot better people out there than i am um i'm i i do what i can and i basically would do what i hope that someone would do for me if i was in that situation right um i appreciate you saying that but honestly i i i, I don't do near as much as i should let's be honest i don't think any of us do um i will say this that um I love what our text is. It costs nothing to be kind to someone. That's a great one. That uh, that, that might become a T-shirt. <laughs> uh, great stuff, guys. Um, we will have the Armed Citizen podcast Tuesday night at seven central. If you want to stop by that one, stop by live. It's a fun chat. Um, if I don't see you guys, uh, have a happy Thanksgiving. Uh, I am thankful for every single one of you guys. Um, when I started this thing, you know, six, almost seven years ago, um, I did this on a whim. And by God, there's people that actually watch and listen to this shit. Uh, so I'm thankful for everyone that that takes time out of their lives to watch our content, listen to our podcast, all that stuff. Uh, it does. I'm thankful for the people that show up in the live chats. I really, really enjoy having the interaction with you guys in the live chat. So if you're watching this in replay or listening to this in podcast, come join the live chat, especially the Armistice in podcast, every Tuesday night at 7 Central on, on the channel, uh, Ghost Tactical over on YouTube. Come join the live chat. Uh, it's great. Sykes says, you're in Arkansas. I am in, I am in Arkansas. He says, I'm going to be in Conway in a few weeks. Right on, man. Um, Conway's not too far from me. So... Um, Mandatory kids is not shit. Well, uh, I appreciate that. It, it's still kind of weird to, to, but I do appreciate you guys. I'm thankful for every single one of you. Um, so that's my Thanksgiving to you guys. Is is uh, I'll be I like to have fun. You guys know that, so I'll be putting some interesting memes up on Thanksgiving. Um, my one that I put out every year is uh, a turkey on uh, the old um, Miley Cyrus and the on the. Uh, uh, wrecking ball it's a turkey and this is a came in like a butterball and i always put that out there every year it's kind of like my thanksgiving tradition i came in like a butterball but i always have some fun putting some some funny stuff out there so if you've got nothing else to do on thanksgiving uh, check out the instagram feed and all that we'll have fun with it but uh yeah guys thank you guys so much for letting me vent and letting me talk about some stuff uh it was a great conversation out there uh, I appreciate every single one of you. I'm thankful for every single one of you. And like I said, be a good person. Get to the range. Be more proficient with your firearms. Uh, stay in tune with what's going on at the local, state, and federal uh, with two-way legislation. And make sure that your elected representatives are doing their jobs. If not, guess what? 2024 is an election year. We can take care of that shit. Get them out of there and get some people in there. More importantly, like I said, enjoy your freedoms of being an American, one of which is to carry firearms, keeping bare arms, if you will. Uh, like I said, be a good human being, be a good American, be a good citizen. We'll see you guys soon. Happy Thanksgiving, everybody out there. Simplify. 
Well, guys, thank you so much for watching this podcast on YouTube or listening to it in all of the podcast platforms. If you like what you hear, like what you see, you like the content, go ahead and subscribe over there on YouTube to Ghost Tactical. Make sure you're following the podcast and give us a good rating. It all does help in the algorithms. More importantly, guys, go check out our, our sponsors with Hyperion Munitions. They've got Garrisar Arms, Ariskany Arms, Veteran Ammo, Operator Coffee, and everything under the Hyperion Munitions umbrella. Check them out at HyperionMunitions.com. Once again, guys, thank you so much for watching and listening. We'll see you soon. Simplify.